secrets of internet marketing. I missed something. I don't know. Did you? Yeah, it's, a in, it's the internet market unknown secrets of SEO. I don't know. Anyway, welcome to the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes. What it's the this is gonna be? first <laughs> podcast of the new year uh, and no indication of how the rest are going to be. As always, we talk uh, a, a number of things. First off, if you're at some sort of computing device where you or you have a mobile phone and most of us are geeks, so we know you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, get on Twitter and just say that you are actually listening. Uh, just say, you know... You're uh, listening to hashtag SEO Podcast 132. Yeah. Tag us, that's at e uh, so we'll know you did it. We'll retweet you, give you some link love and, and all that there. So, so do that for us. And if you want to be particularly annoying, do that at 2 a.m., because that does get forwarded to my cell phone, and I get a, you know, whatever yeah, You still noise. got those activated? Yeah, I yeah, guess. I turn those off. <laughs> Maybe I should. Um, remember, we are your friendly local neighborhood top position snatchers, yes. where our mantra is... Don't be a douche. Don't be a douche. Uh, as always, we have a tip from last podcast, and because this is the new year, uh, as always, is not this time. Uh, no tip. <laughs> go back and listen. <laughs> go back and listen to our previous two podcasts. As last always, <laughs> no tip, right? <laughs> they didn't really mean that. Um, uh, they were the 2011 SEO Year in Review. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a, it was fast. It was rapid fire. And listen to those. Um, uh, I I grabbed a little bit of tech news because we got a lot to go through here. Talks about WordPress. <laughs> WordPress, right there on the back of his uh, Android phone. Speaking of Android, what a great segue. Uh, there, it's predicted that Android could actually grab 50% of the smartphone market yeah, this year. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, there's a new power line adapter. I've never used these. I just thought it was cool, worth mentioning. They're the one that's plugged. They use your power lines in your house mm-hmm. to get internet from one location to the other. So you, you have one in one spot where you've got your you know cable modem or whatever, mm-hmm. and then one in another spot where you got a PC. And it actually power, like into the into, into the, the power, yeah. So it filters, of course, out the dangerous power that might cause your PC to explode. I hope, and uh, and then allows that internet traffic to go through that cap. Uh, there's a TCP/IP uh, traffic to go through it. It's kind of cool. Anyway, they're now smaller. Apparently, they used to be really big, and now they're a lot smaller. Uh, and Toshiba is bringing out the thinnest, what they call the thinnest and lightest tablet. No name. Nobody knows anything about that. <laughs> um, uh, except Toshiba and maybe that news source. Uh, all right, so we got uh, Scott Bonner, who is a, a long-time listener, good-time friend. Um, I like that, good-time friend. Good-time friend. Uh, he actually has included our links with it. in two Please. sites. Um, one of them is movingbusiness.net. And if you go to movingbusiness.net slash resources, you'll see a link uh, to us. That's really cool. We appreciate that, Scott. And the other one is training.movepoint.com slash moving-company-resources. So basically, he's including what his company does is they sell software to moving companies. Uh, and I think that you can literally run your entire moving company on their software platform including you know uh, leads coming in from the website uh, sitting sending out quotes coordinating crew I mean it's the whole kit and caboodle package for moving companies and uh, he's included us uh, uh, in fact has given us a referral for some clients before thank you Scott and is now a client thank you Scott and um, has included us on references Thank, Thank you, you, Scott. Appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate it. All right, next, uh, uh, there's a cartoon on our Facebook page. you got to go check it. 
Nah, you don't have to go check it. You should, because uh, I got it's so good. I gotta read it. I gotta read it on air. <laughs> oh, you know the, how, the Bart Simpson. Joke. Yeah, you know how Bart Simpson writes on on every episode at a the beginning sentences. a different sentence. Mm-hmm. This one is: I will use Google before asking dumb questions. Yeah, do that. Google it. Yeah, just don't ask dumb questions. Um, uh, somewhat of a pet peeve of mine. Uh, here we go. Uh, dumb questions get dumb answers. Well, so I have I have this. The only dumb question is the is the question that you already have the answer to, right? And so I get those from time to time where, you know, the person who asked me actually knows the answer and I kind of probe a little bit and they realize they know the answer and that's a little frustrating, I, I, I hope and expect of myself, which is why it's my pet peeve because sometimes I don't do it, uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, I think about things before I ask quest, dumb questions, there you go, or Google it. Um, in fact, some of my advice now to... Uh, good friends instead of actually fixing problems for them is here's the Google phrase I recommend you use. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because we may be a little bit better at searching, right? Other people might be flailing in the dark and and we can be kind of laser targeted. Uh, Reviews. We got a ton of reviews over the holidays. Reviews make me happy. Hey, speaking of the holidays, you had some pretty exciting stuff happen over the holidays. You mm-hmm. had an album release oh, over the man, holidays. Oh, yeah, Drop the Project. Uh, appreciate that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Know, um, three. Um, so if you're into gospel music and, um, you know, Christian music and you like rap, go check it out, poetofprofit.com. Hit me up. Tell me what you think about it. I'm, appreciate it. I'm not, actually not into gospel or Christian music, and I've listened to it, and I, I am into rap, and it's good rap. So uh, really cool. Go check that out. Very cool. Um so back to our reviews. We got reviews of our podcast over the holidays. I love the title of this. I actually used just the title in my um, in my networking group on on Tuesday. Uh, splendiferous. Splendiferous. Yeah. Okay. From Tim so Collins. Splendid, different, and marvelous. Maybe. There you go. I like it. I like okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking Splenda, which I put in my coffee. I think Splendid is probably a little better. <laughs> And more accurate. <laughs> this is my favorite podcast. I enjoy their clever banter. They bring good news updates and they deliver terrific SEO tips. Here's a big punch in the face. And mm. in parentheses, mm. that's a good thing, right? Yes, yeah. Tim. Punch in the face is great. Boom. Only, if it, only if it knocks you out. I bet. Is that Tim Bar Smith, probably? Nope. Okay, not him. Well, shout out to Tim Bar Smith. Um, hit us up on Twitter. That's T I M B A R R Smith. So uh, follow him. He's, he's a podcast listener. Here's another one. Thanks. This is from Downtime Scuba. We actually did a, a, on a, a, a webinar on, mm-hmm. on him. Uh, it says, many thanks. I, I knew nothing about SEO, but I did know nobody was finding my website. <laughs> I found and began listening to these podcasts, and I have learned so much that I will be incorporating into my website design. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Downtime Scuba. What was Gary. Yeah. yeah Thank you, yeah. Gary. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thank you for submitting the webinar. Hopefully, we you know told you something that worked for you. And you know, if you need help, man, reach out to us. By the way, Gary needs help with his downtimescuba.com. Uh, it's it's kind of a hobby slash business, which his wife may be shutting down if he doesn't uh, <laughs> generate, generate some, some more income, revenue. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, go check out Downtime Scuba. Uh, that's in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, here's another one titled "Really Enjoy the Show" by Dusty Seven Nine Six Nine. Uh, I look forward to each show, uh, to the show each week. Very informative. I miss it when it isn't on. Uh, Sorry about that. Yeah. You know, sometimes schedules prohibit us from 
from being able to bring you this infotainment. But but thank you for tuning in, Dusty. Wait, 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 excuse me. Splendiferous infotainment. Splendiferous infotainment. <laughs> but uh, uh, appreciate you tuning in, man. Punch in the face. And uh, and hit us up, man. Hit us up on Twitter at eWebStyle. Send me a link to your site or whatever you're working on. I'd like to check it out. Absolutely. And the final one for today. Uh, title, Great Info by CEO Roxy. We could probably Google that and figure out who that is. Roxy is a a person of few words and one exclamation mark. Thanks. So she gave us five stars. Yeah, five stars on all of those. So woohoo! Punch in the face to everybody who's given us a review. Mm -hmm. Please, if you get any valuable information from this, go on to iTunes, create an account. Submit a review. Let us know. Three steps, three minutes. Let me shout out to some Twitter followers. I did Tim Boyd Smith. Um, shout out to a uh, shout out. Punch in the face mm. to K Simmons twenty one. Appreciate you following, man, and tuning in. Hopefully you tuning in right now. And um, inheritance underscore ade. Told us happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year to everyone out there too. Um, have we decided what the opposite of a punch in the face is for us? Like a kick in the kick in the shin. Kick yeah, in the shin. kick in the shins. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got a little bit of news before we jump into uh, a ton of content here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a little bit. Uh, I went to Search Engine Land and they talked about some uh, some changes that Google has made recently. Um, they've done some image search improvements. Uh, they're improving quality signal spam detection. I thought that was all thrilling. We don't do much with images. Um, just oh, they did like thirty. Um, it was 30 algorithm changes, changes. in December. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and some of them were image related. Uh, they, it's funny because in the article they talk about getting better at figuring out the byline date. So when was the actual article submitted if it were a blog post or whatever and then proceeds to show, highlight two specific areas where uh, it's, it's, it's caught a, a current date for a post that's you know a number of years older. Well, what um, I do like though about in regards to the image updates is that they are proactively trying to display higher res, better images first. Interesting, yeah. And so um, I mean, I tend to do a lot of image searches, working on different stuff, and um, and you hate finding a nice image and um, low quality. <laughs> low quality. Yeah, like, exactly. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> so, so appreciate it. Can't make that any bigger. Um, and then other Google changes. The, the, the Google says it's doing a better job of determining where web documents are from, uh, so that country restricted search results are more accurate. Um, I don't know if he means country restricted or just country focused. Um, it may be country restricted because, uh, mm. as we know, there are some countries restricted. on the planet that restrict stuff. Uh, Google says it's improved what it calls soft 404 detection which is when website servers are configured to send the wrong response code to Google Spider. I don't even know why they would be configured to do that. Um, And there are two changes mentioned in the topic of related queries, including one that makes the algorithm more conservative and less likely to introduce results without query results, query words. How do you get a result without a query word? Don't you get a, well, probably related searches. Interesting. Wow. So, like, you know, you search for something and then you change your search query, but it's still related to the previous search query, then they'll show you similar results, although you omitted that particular key phrase. And that was by Matt McGee, again, over at Search Engine Land. Uh, go check that out. They also did uh, an interesting article, their second article of the day. Nicholas! 
their second article of the day was uh, about Santorum and how he's actually not doing a good job of trying to get anybody who doesn't know um, there's a there was apparently some beef <laughs> and I'm loath to even use that word. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> there was some beef between uh, Rick Santorum and somebody. Apparently, Rick is is like laserly focused anti-gay, and so some gay activist has actually the first. Just Google Santorum, and the first entry that's um, it's not Wikipedia. I thought it was, but the first entry is um, spreading Santorum. Yeah, and yeah, and it's a uh, gross. It's a crazy definition, and uh, so. That would be a definition that Santorum should be working very diligently to get off of the first page, and we could actually help him with that. It really shouldn't be that hard, um, but uh, apparently, well, they're doing some of the wrong things. They're focusing some of their pages now on just a form to submit donations. Yeah, they're doing other stuff, trying to get money. They, right. That's not a concern to them, is what I kind of gather wow. from it. Rather than you know, focus energy on getting that page removed, they're trying to get their donation pages placed over it. What they don't realize is we can do both. I mean, that's the balance that we, 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 that's the fine line we walk every day. How do we get what we want in search results and make sure that we're motivating and, and activating the clients that are visiting to the websites, the, the, the visitors. They so. don't realize is that as gross as it is, <laughs> Santorum, it sounds like it almost could have been accurate. <laughs> Knows. Maybe it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got an article here. Did you have anything else before we jumped into? Oh no, just go ahead. We've got an article here. Um, it's called uh, "Holiday Tales: Ten SEO Search Ranking Myths," and this is by Tola Ajayi. That's interesting Ajayi. because Ajayi. Ajayi. That's, that's interesting because at the end of it says uh, about the author. Learn more juiciness like this at www.dougburson.com. Yeah. That's odd. Interesting. Maybe okay. maybe that's his pen name, or he's chosen what appears to be a, a, an Indian pen name, <laughs> which is an odd choice. Anyway, uh, ten SEO search ranking myths. Apparently, we have a little we have a little beef with some of these, so uh, I think this is going to be really good. Discrepancy. I won't yeah. call it beef. Yeah. Beef's not the right word. This got discrepancy with uh, some of these myths. The first myth was um, you should submit your URL to search engines. This may have helped once once upon a time, but it's been at least five or six years since that's been necessary. Um, I would co-sign it. That. Um, it's not mandatory that you submit, but I think just from following best practices. Yeah, I was going to put that in the best practices yeah. check. That's just one of the things we do. Submit it to URL and, and get that done. Submit your sitemap and robot and all this other stuff. And frankly, if you don't change content much on your website, when you do, you really, you actually need to. Because it, what happens is Google will fr fr uh, visit your website less and less frequently um, to, to some maximum if you're, it's not finding new content on your website. And then so if that if that time period is, say, a month, I don't know if they'll even go that far, but if it's if it is a month, then you make a content change. If you did it the day after the the, the Google Monster arr, visited your website, then it could be 30 days before the Google Monster visits arr. again. Yeah, <laughs> Google Pirate Monster. <laughs> well, all monsters are pirates. <laughs> um, so yeah, best practices we can yeah, it's kind of we'll call that a kind of myth. Number two, um, you need a Google sitemap. If your site was built correctly, 
It's crawler friendly. You certainly don't need a Google sitemap. It won't hurt you to have one, and you may be interested in Google's other Webmaster Central tools, but having a Google sitemap isn't going to get you ranked better. True. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not going to get you ranked better. Yeah, yeah I, I would I would co-sign to that. Again, I think it's just kind of best practices deal. Create your sitemap. Um, help Google index your site better. And frankly, if you're going to do the sitemap, do an HTML version of the sitemap. Because I have ran into two people um, within the past month that actually click on the sitemap link at the bottom to find pages that they're looking for. Yeah. I don't ever do it, but apparently people there are people do, are who yeah. do so. Alright, myth number three. You need to update your site frequently. And, and here's the so frequent updates to your pages may increase the search engine crawl rate. That's what I was just talking about. Mm -hmm. If you don't uh, update versus if you update regularly, what'll happen is if if Google's on the the month long time frame and they visit and they've made a change, they may and you've made a change, they they may actually shorten the the they'll visit your website sooner, anticipating that you might be changing things more often. Um, so it may increase the crawl rate, but it won't increase your rankings. Uh, if your site doesn't need to change, don't change it just because you think the search engines will like it better. Uh, they won't. In fact, some of the highest ranking sites in Google haven't been touched in years. I can co-sign to uh, some of the highest ranking sites haven't been touched yeah, in years. Yeah, that's true. But I disagree with some of the other stuff you said in that same myth. I think that um, if you update your content and you're updating your content with more search engine friendly, relevant content, over the course of time, um, if that content isn't spammy, and it it will rank higher. I mean, it has to rank higher. It can't, you know, continue to be uh, lower ranked and on, you know, not on page one um, if you're updating it with great content. So, update your content, especially if you're in an industry that requires frequent updates, entertainment industries, or maybe some medical field where things are changing and you need to have the newest, most freshest content up. These stale sites that don't have content that has been touched in years, that content typically doesn't change. And so I think that's why it's okay for them to still rank high because the content there is still relevant. And, and, and probably that's a, also a situation where the that's not an incredibly competitive uh, exactly. keyword is what I would guess. Um, in fact, we wouldn't just say make changes to your content. Actually, make changes by adding content. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to make effort to do some rewriting, uh, add content. Because, um, again, we always go fall back to are you providing a good experience to the Google user? And if you are, you're going to do well on Google. And people like to have content. People may not read it. There are some people who will, and Google knows that. Uh, that's the other reason Google likes um, lists, un ULs, uh, what is it, unnumbered lists, mm -hmm. uh, because people like bullet Unordered. points. Unordered. Unordered lists. There we go. Because people like to actually read those, uh, and and so Google knows that. So that's a uh, that's a value add right there. Add uh, unordered lists to any of your pages. Number four, myth number four. Uh, PPC ads will help slash hurt rankings. This one is funny to me because about half the people who think that running Google AdWords will affect their organic rankings believe that they will bring them down. The other half believe they will bring them up. That alone should tell you that neither is true. Um, so the interesting. So the thought process. Cosign. Yeah. <laughs> the thought process is well, if if I'm willing to pay Google for a pay-per-click ad, Google should bump my organic down so that I get the click on pay-per-click, not on organic. Yeah, 
and then the counter to that is, hey, it's 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 links. Um, so there are mm-hmm. there are actually yeah. links there. Both of those are yeah. Um, I totally co-sign with this for the simple fact that um, I've heard Matt could say it. You know, um, it's two separate algorithms going on here. Google AdWords has nothing to do with their organic just nothing to do. Totally yep. separate. Period. No effect either or on them. So yep. what we tend to do in house is um we'll do both, <laughs> frankly. Uh, because, we recommend both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll start you off doing pay per click um to get some immediate ROI to get some return and also gather some data for while we're optimizing the site we can you know better target which terms we need to go for. So yeah, but they have no relation to each other. All right, number five, your site will be banned if you ignore Google's guidelines. Uh, there's nothing in Google's webmaster guidelines that isn't common sense. Um, but it's not mandatory in order to be an SEO. Uh, you can read them if you want. Uh, what do you think of that one? I think that uh, follow the guidelines. <laughs> you yeah. Know, um, you should be aware of them, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, if you're doing SEO, you know, check them out at least once. And, you know, um, I kind of agree. It's common sense. Some of it is, some of it's not. You know, uh, there's some technical stuff in there. So I think when you start talking about hidden content and ways to hide content, and versus like a CSS scrolling, yeah, displaying you displaying know, something different to the Google bot than you're showing to the Google user. Some of those things, um, you know, to the novice may not even feel wrong. It may just be, oh well, if I want to achieve this, I just show them one thing and show my user something else, and they, it may not dawn on them that that's, that's actually wrong. against Google's mm-hmm. guidelines. So I, I think you actually should, uh, at a minimum, glance at it. You know, read the first sentence of every paragraph on, on it. Yeah, because you can get banned, so I disagree. <laughs> you can get banned if you ignore the guidelines. Yep, absolutely. Uh, see, myth number six, uh, your site will be banned if you buy links. This one does have some roots in reality, as Google likes to scare people about this. They rightly don't want to count paid links as votes for a page if they can figure out but that they're paid, but they often can't. If they figure it out, they simply won't count them. It's foolish for them to ban an entire site because they're advertising on other sites. Um, I think, I'll tell you what, my first impression here is he's missing the point on why Google can't really give much weight to it. Because if I have a competitor, I could go out and buy a bunch of ads for their website and then Google would ban them. Mm -hmm. Anytime you're in a situation where somebody else could negatively impact your website, Google has to ignore that. It, it can't take any. Uh, it can't. Uh, um, it can't place any value, value on it. So they can. It, what they can do is ignore those links and not count them. But they can't penalize your website. They can't ban your website because again, I could go buy. You know, if I'm Rick Santorum, I could go out and buy you know, all these ads for you know, any of the other candidates and boom, knock them off of the front mm-hmm. page. So, um, uh, yeah, and that's the that's the key point that I think he missed. And then I think, you know, he was also talking about, um, I think he's getting into like link forms and things like that, um, you know, which is just a practice you really shouldn't get into. But, um, you know, some paid links are okay. Some paid links are okay. Here we go, number seven. H1 or any header tags must be used for high ranking. There's very little, if any, evidence to suggest that keywords and H tags actually affect ranking. Yet this miss continues to proliferate. Uh, his 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 own tests seem to show that it makes no difference, although it's difficult to know for sure. How is it if you've done tests? How is it difficult to know? I don't uh, use H tags if it works with your design. 
how, how, <laughs> how do yeah. you have an H tag that doesn't work with your design? You actually control it with CSS. I, I, I would have to disagree with this one. Uh, I totally disagree. Yeah. I think headers um, have tremendous value in SEO. Um, for for not only for the Google bot but for the Google user as well. For the Google bot, they let them know that whatever this next section of content I'm about to index is it's about this key phrase, and so I should really look for this key phrase. And depending on how often it's there, would determine how I should should go into how I rank this page. From the user perspective, it's 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 just like reading a newspaper. You need headings to understand what you're about to read. They help you scan the page to figure out if you're reading the right content, if you're on the right page. And so um, I totally disagree with um, myth number seven, H1s, H2s, all the way up through H. I'll say four. I haven't seen too many H6s and anything. Um, um, definitely provide value to the website. Yeah, I think so. Um, and in fact, if we take that back up to what I was saying about Google Guidelines, at least read the header tags of the Google Guidelines. Hmm. And I bet there are header tags because they Google finds them valuable. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Myth number eight. Words in your meta keyword tag have to be used on the page. I used to spread this silly myth myself many years ago. The truth is that meta keyword tag was actually designed to be used for keywords that were not already on the page, not the opposite. Since this tag is ignored by Google and used only for uncommon words in Yahoo, it makes little difference at this point anyway. Cosign. Yeah. 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 Don't. I mean, that's that kind of goes to best practices. I'm doing on-page SEO. I'm already in the code because I'm editing the title. I might as well add my keywords well, in the description. It might even, it, it's kind of a good place to, to make a note to yourself of what keywords you're actually targeting on, <laughs> on what keywords you're page. targeting on that page. So yeah. if there's any doubt, uh, you, you just pull up your own meta keywords and you're like, oh, okay, this is this what is, I'm targeting on this This is why this page isn't ranking. <laughs> I'm targeting the wrong keywords. Uh, all right, number nine, SEO copy must be 250 words in length. Uh, this one is interesting to me because I am actually the one who made up the 250 number back in the late 90s. However, I never said that 250 was the exact number of words you should use, nor did I say it was an optimum number. It's simply a good number to be able to write a nice page of marketing copy that can be optimized for three to five phrases. A shorter copy ranks just as well as does longer copy. Use as many or as few words as you need in order to say what you need to say. I would. That's <laughs> a partial cosine. I mean, I understand. Um, I think that more cop more copy the better. Yeah. Right. Two hundred fifty is a great, you know, two to three good paragraphs. And so I think, as a standard, it tend to works well for for having the right keyword density, as he mentioned. Um, but, um, you know, just you know, I, I agree with that part. Yeah. Use as many words or as few words as you need to say what you had to say. Uh, I would I, I would the go more the better. <laughs> I would go another way and say use as many words and tweak your content until you're ranking where you want to rank. So if yeah. you put on 100 words and you've got, you know, your a, a decent 2.5 keyword density and you're not ranking ranking well, then I'd be adding content. Yeah. Um I you know, more content is better. Uh again, also have a um an unnumbered list uh, as well. So All right. Myth number 10. That's probably really loud with the mic on the yeah, table. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry about that. Blame him. Uh, myth number 10, you need to optimize for the long tail. No, you don't. By the very nature, long tail phrases are uncompetitive, meaning that 
meaning that not many pages are using those words and not that many people are searching for them in the engines. Because of this, ranking for long tail keywords is easy. Simply include them somewhere in a blog post or an article and you'll rank for them. But that's not optimization. It's not? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, what is it then? Our, our mantra is uh, for the SEO process is keywords, keywords, keywords. That's part of the SEO process. So if you've just by identifying the long tail keywords, you are doing SEO. I promise you, right? There are people who are not SEOers who can't do that very well, um, and there may be people who can who, who focus on pay per click who can do that well. Um, and then the next thing is to actually include it in your content somewhere. That's SEO. That that's yeah. like the, the the definition of SEO. So and frankly, um, I disagree. You need to optimize for the long tail. Yeah. Long tail phrases. Um, you right aren't that much more competitive, but they are definitely more qualified and they bring a better user, more qualified uh, potential client to your site. Um, long tail phrases usually uh, attract people who are in the purchasing mode. Yep. They they they've typed in a long tail phrase. I mean, they know exactly what they're looking for. Yep. So I would definitely optimize for those. Absolutely. So uh, I don't know. I guess he. I guess we agree with uh, what seven seven out of ten. Yeah, and partially agree with another three. So I'll say fifty percent total. <laughs> All right. So I still don't. Uh, we I didn't get a chance to visit his website. His website is www.dougburson.com. Uh, the author is Tola Ajayi. A J A Y Ajayi. Ajayi. <laughs> yeah, we'll post it on Facebook. You can check it out. Read it. Tell us what you think about it. Um, got some blank stare. All right. Got some blank stare. Man, it's been it's been a while stare. since I did a blank stare. All right. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the blank stare with the smirk. Yeah, I was a little <laughs> angry in that one. <laughs> so check this out. This blank stare, and and, and I feel kind of suspect about this one because I'm a GoDaddy user. This blank stare is at GoDaddy, right? So you know they were one of the big internet companies who actually sided with SOPA, right? Right. You know, uh, stop online uh, piracy act, and all of the other you know Google, Yahoo. Um, uh, and all these other big internet companies were against it. Well, all of the big internet companies started, they created the deal, move your domain name. And right. so they made the whole campaign. GoDaddy lost 70,000 domain names on that day. And so now they flip sides. Now they're against SOPA. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so come on, GoDaddy. Is it about what you believe or is it about the money? Wow. Yeah. What do you think is actually going to be best for your users? Although, if you have no users, it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's why I said I'm kind of up against the fish because I'm a fried juice go there. They got like nine domain names with them, four or five hosting accounts. 70,000 is like nothing for them, right? Don't yeah. they? They're hosting like two to five million websites or something. That's crazy. And I'm actually impressed that 70,000 people were motivated enough to do It's that. a pain in the ass to Well, but website. you realize, uh, I, I met a guy, Ben. He he owns a company called um, I Has Cheeseburger, right? Right. And so... He he actually tweeted that I'm moving 1,000 of my domains from GoDaddy. Oh, d the domains, not the hosting. Okay, not the yeah, hosting, yeah. just the domains. And so you got people like him who have 1,000 domains right. with GoDaddy. That, right? They'll go fast, yeah. yeah so. That does make sense. You know, something else that probably could have been blank stare was uh, um, the CEO of PayPal moving over and now running Yahoo. Did you did you hear about that this week? I read about it, but I, I didn't complete the article. Yeah, so uh, apparently the CEO of PayPal 
has left PayPal and I think starts as CEO of Yahoo next week. And um, good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> I patch the holes. Quick, the ship is sinking. You patch a hole. You patch a hole. You patch mm-hmm. everyone patch a hole. At the same point, you know, there's a ton of Yahoo stores and. You know they're making good residual on you know on the actual orders and then on the hosting and everything. I don't that companies. Well, and you know those stores suck. I hate when we get a client who has a Yahoo store yeah. and we have to do uh, something with it. Yeah, like I can't export a spreadsheet. Anyway, yeah. that's yeah. off the soapbox. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Yahoo. Um, like I said, fantasy football. <laughs> that's what I use them for. That's the only reason I have not deleted my Yahoo account because. I play fantasy football, and I almost won the Super Bowl this year. And speaking of football, shout out to the punch in the face to the Texans. First playoff game tomorrow. Good luck. Woohoo! Go Texans. Yes, sir. I'm a big fan of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I use that every day. Anyone says something to me about a sports team, I was like, I, I don't watch hockey. And you they know, just look at me like... <laughs> Bob McNair, uh, owner of the Texans, he um, was trying to bring a hockey team from Houston to the NHL. Right. They got denied, and so he pursued football. <laughs> so it's not wholly irrelevant. All right, you guys have been listening to the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes. That is because of you and you over there and you over in uh, New Zealand. I know we have listeners in New Zealand. So uh, send us a send us an email. You can uh, actually stalk us. Yeah. How do you stalk us? Facebook.com slash eWebStyle. Twitter.com slash eWebStyle. YouTube.com slash eWebStyle. And podcast at e-webstyle.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until the next podcast, I don't even think we said this. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWebStyle. I'm Charles Lewis of Internet Marketing Bye-bye for now. Tell me for